welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 344, recorded live on Saturday, January 25th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who's currently living with temps in the single digits, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who's happy they've hit double digits. Yes! Andy Lowe, hi. It is. Hey, it's double digits here. Mine says there was eight degrees. Google says Saturday at twelve o'clock it's thirteen degrees. Well, I'm looking at weather underground. Uh, do you, I mean I could go downstairs and look at my actual thermometer? If I had no. known this is how you were going to open, I would have. All right. But what Google if we just go with the wind chill? Degrees. With the wind, I don't know what the wind chill is. Well, it's it, on my it, thermometer downstairs. Again, if I had known you were going to do this, I'd have gone and gotten the thermometer. But what's the fun in that? Telling you things? What? Mm-hmm. So, we're both in double digits. Definitely still below freezing, though. <laughs> yes, we are both definitely still below and freezing. And Monday, it's supposed to get back down below zero. Holy crap, negative six. All right, we need to... Oh, hey, Laura brought up the thermometer because she heard me complaining about you not talking about the thermometer. It is 12.4 degrees outside. Damn it! With no wind chill. Not quite sure how we managed to get no wind chill, but there's no wind chill. Because <sighs> the wind is only blowing at like 1.3. Ah. 20% humidity, and the barometric pressure is rising, so it'll be sunny all day. Okay, now I'm just curious where the hell this Madison, Wisconsin... Uh, probably at the airport. Probably, yeah, because twin wind miles per hour, according to Weather Underground, is 21 for you. I have no wind. Unless the sensor is broken and like there's just a shit ton of wind. But looking around outside the windows, there's no wind. Mm. I also live on a hill. If I had more time, I'd hunt down the nearest weather station to you and pick that one. But actually, yeah, most of your nearby weather stations are in the double digits. Damn it! Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ah. But, as I said, it's been cold here. Yeah, we're just kind of splitting hairs before they completely freeze. How many angels can dance on the head of the pin? None. They're all frozen. It's cold. Besides, this is all in Fahrenheit anyway, which is the most ridiculous and arbitrary scale I've ever seen. Very true. Something Didn't they say like something that had to do with like the measure of a human's armpit or something like that? I believe it has something to do with human body temperature because human is at 98.6, which is really close to 100. But zero degree, and, and it's, it's, it matters scientifically, too. Like, one degree Fahrenheit is the amount of temperature change based on one unit of something else, based on one unit of something else. Yes. I think, something like that. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get all the international standard of measurements, I do believe, down to um, somehow relating to the measure of the speed of light. Right. But that's, like, that's what one unit of Fahrenheit is, one, one degree Whereas one degree Celsius is just some other arbitrary scale, which is moving from the freezing point of water to the boiling point of water in hundredths. So Fahrenheit is actually the better scientific temperature. I just like it because the, the scale range is closer to the average use of it, i.e. Zero to 100? Yeah. If it's 100 out, it's hot. If it's zero out, it's freezing. Yeah. Well, Andy, that's also true for Celsius. Well, yes. If it's, but <laughs> yes, if it's 100 Celsius out, it's damn hot because it's 212 degrees Fahrenheit and we're literally all boiling. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't really, and the average human's use of the temperature scale outside of, you know, like ambient temperature, what do you use the temperature scale for? Well, uh, cooking. Set your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. True. Okay, so there's cooking and there's ambient temperature, and I think that's about it. Body temperature? It's ambient temperature. Do you know what, what the human body temperature is in Fahrenheit? 98.6. Do you know what it is in Celsius? I could do the math, but I don't want to right now. 37. Not so, okay. point any, just 37. Okay, so this is what I was trying to get at earlier. Okay, so human temperature is 98 degrees as an ambient temperature is warm, right? Mm-hmm. And you said zero is freezing in both Fahrenheit and Celsius scales, right? Well, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing. Well, yes, but I'm saying just... It, it, it's cold. It's yes. cold. 
So, th- according to the weather, you have a scale of what zero to thirty-seven in Celsius. That yep. is like the range of most temperatures. Nope, that would be like saying you have a range of thirty-two to ninety-eight point six. Yes, and I'm saying there's it's a greater division between you got like sixty degrees right, there's, in there. There's, there's more space there, but don't forget that Celsius can. I mean, they both go negative. I know they both go negative. I'm just saying most the average humans. Unless, you know, we're in some sort of crazy polar vortex winter hellish scape. This actually is no longer polar vortex. The polar vortex thing is over. Oh. This is just winter. This is just damn cold winter? This is just okay. damn cold winter. This is not the polar vortex pushing down cold air. This is just your average January freezing temperatures. Got it. Yep. I want to know when my January thaw is coming because it's not here yet. It better not be tomorrow, which is 28 degrees. That better not be my January thaw. I just want to know what they're going to do if it's, you know, um, Groundhog's Day and the groundhog doesn't want to come out because it's too cold. They'll pull him out. (laughs) We'll pull him out and then he'll run back in. Then (laughs) didn't see a shadow, did he? Uh, so and everybody's cold. wanting to know what's going on with the Super Bowl and the freezing cold weathers as well. Um, uh, where is where is the Super Bowl being played this year? Um, New Jersey. Yeah, outdoors. That's gonna, be cold. that's gonna be cold. Think of it like playing the Super Bowl in Lambeau Field. Haven't they done that? I'm not sure. That is an excellent question. Has the Super Bowl ever been in Green Bay? Probably not, because I think this is the first time the Super Bowl is going to be outside. Uh, here's the venue. Doesn't look like it. Nope. Used to be at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, because I think this is the first time they're doing it with an open stadium, because normally they always do the, uh, domes. closed. Oh, Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos mm-hmm. at MetLife Stadium. Oh, man, Andy, in two years, two years, it's Super Bowl 50. Super Bowl L. Super Bowl L. Holy crap, the Steelers <sighs> have won a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah, they have. Packers have won four. Lions have never gone. Nope. Never gone. They won one championship, but that was before the Super Bowl was started. Yep. Seattle has gone twice. Detroit has never gone. Yep. Go on. So what do you, what do you, are we, Super Bowl is next week, right? Sometime soon. I'm starting to see all the teaser ads online. It's the second, so it'll be after we record. So we'll put it off till then. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. I'm just saying that the, the, it's on my mind because everybody's putting out their teaser ads. Everybody meaning like ESPN and NBC and ABC or what? Well, no, no, the, the, the companies who are buying Super Bowl ads. Oh yeah, that's a thing. They're putting out ads to tease their ads. Yo dog. (laughs) I heard you like ads. So I'm making ads for my ads. Exactly. So you can watch my ads to tell you to watch my ad. What the hell? Welcome to the all-encompassing media empire. Okay. Where we're getting ads about About ads. ads. This could actually lead into one of our topics. Actually, I've got it on there three times. Yeah? Which there's actually one of them has actually got two links. Why do you have our... The same topic three times, Andy. Well, it's the same generic idea of the topic. So, okay. First off, what had happened is the fact that it came to light that Microsoft was paying oh, Machinima. This. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish up. Microsoft paying Machinima. Um, Microsoft was paying Machinima content producers extra to endorse the Xbox One. Now, Machinima is, is not really like a group. It's kind of a coalition channel. Yes. With many other people producing under that name. But they, they had an opportunity. They had a contract where Microsoft would then pay them for positive, saying positive things about the Xbox One. Yes. The, the caveat is you may not say anything negative or disparaging about Machinima, Xbox One, or any of its games. So that came to light on, what, like Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Microsoft responded, no joke, this is their actual response. The partnership between Machinima and Microsoft was a typical mar- marketing partnership. Yep, that's actually, I mean, they're, they're totally correct. This is not something that should be surprising. This no. is not something that people should be uh, pissed at Microsoft for. They should be pissed at everyone for. Yeah, this because is... Because this is not something that Microsoft was doing that other people weren't. Everyone is doing this. Yes, which is why my the, the second topic I had pointed out there was the fact that EA, after this came out, said that they also, you know, 
We're paying YouTube gamers for coverage. Yeah, don't once again yourself. I was not surprised. I was kind of surprised that people were surprised at this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like, how how did people not recognize that this was happening? I I, I don't know. This is just. It's people just put the wool over their eyes and are just like, oh, yeah, YouTube people like these games. Okay. Right. Like, I'm just going to keep going on in blissful ignorance. No, these people are getting paid. That's It's unfortunate, but it's true. Yeah. This is why Andy and I continually say, never believe anything you hear on the internet. I can honestly say we are not getting paid for this. I, I was actually about to say that, too. Like, wow, you know what? We aren't getting paid for anything. We can say terrible, disparaging things. Dave, what are we doing wrong? We're not getting paid for this. <laughs> we we haven't gone to the companies and said give us money or we'll say bad things. That's I think that's blackmail. Oh, um, <laughs> that's illegal, isn't it? So you can go to a company and say, "Hey, pay us money," and we'll say positive things about this. But you can't go to a company and say, "Hey, pay us money," or we'll say bad say things about bad this. terrible things about your product. I mean, we don't really critique their products. Yeah, we've got the random review, and, and the thing with that is that most of the stuff we review are things that we like, not because we're getting paid for, just because we like talking about things that we like. Like any other human does. Right. But other than that, we don't really review their products. What we review are their decisions. You may perhaps recall my rant on the name of Xbox One, that it should have been called the Xbox 365. Yep. Or... EA's reactions to how SimCity crashed and burned. Uh, it wasn't really a critique of SimCity. It was a critique of what EA was choosing to do about it. Now, we yeah. do every once in a while review video games and, hey, this game is bad sort of thing. Yep. So we, we do, do do that. But We do get like free copies of, of games from time to time. We do. And if we, you know, we were reviewing a free copy of said game, I think I would kind of preface it, hey, I was given this we've game never, for we've free. We've never prefaced. Yeah. We've never prefaced that, Andy. Oh, well, I haven't done anything with free games, so. Yes, you, I swear I you, you have. Yeah, oh. I think this is a case of Andy's memory not being there. I'm pretty sure you have. Oh, well, my apologies then. <laughs> but we can make an effort to start preface it like, we ah, got yes. a review copy. This was free. Yes, yes, we can. And we generally give them, like, mediocre reviews. Oh, yeah, because, like, uh, insur- insurgency, insurgency and, uh, yeah. yeah, I started going through our, my Steam Our game review list. was, like, it, you know, it's a good game, it's just not for us. No, yeah, we are not the uh, first-person shooter types. Right. As we have found out anytime we play anybody else in a first-person shooter. And get our asses kicked. Yes. Yep. So, continuing this line of thought, it came to yeah. light that um, Conan O'Brien does his clueless gamer skits yeah. on his show. That um, it turns out people are paying for their game to be part of that skit. It's a commercial. Of course they're paying. Mm-hmm. Like, really? <laughs> it's Honestly, you just have to uh, expect, if it's a product on a television show, it probably paid to be there. Yeah. I remember when uh, House on Fox was starting up, they, they just sent a letter out to all the, the companies saying, hey, we're doing this medical drama show. Do you mind if we borrow some equipment or can we rent some equipment from you? By the time House took off, they were companies sending letters to them saying, hey, can you put our equipment in your show? Like our pacemaker? Yeah, or our, you know, like, spectral analyzer this that the other thing some sort of medical equipment so they can just like see it i remember there was um i think there was a dream sequence where they had one of those uh remote uh surgical robots the da vinci's yes where i think this one was from ge and you could clearly see the giant ge logo on the thing yeah of course like i i don't see where the surprise is coming from i i don't know i guess people didn't recognize that this was happening it's like those By the little... way, again, I should point out, any product placement Andy and I do, we are not getting paid for. No. So when Andy talks about his addiction to Coke, or that he's drinking Mountain Dew, or we're talking about McDonald's, we are it's not getting paid for those because I have a seriously companies. unhealthy eating habit, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is that. It seems I eat like a fat kid. But you have a body of a skinny kid. I know, which means as soon as my metabolism slows down, I am screwed. You and me, but what am I eating for breakfast, Andy? You're eating cookies for breakfast. I have cookies, a banana, and a sliced orange, and a cup of tea. I actually had my eggs and cheese, and now I'm having a cup of coffee. Look, what's in a cookie? Sugar. Besides that, sugar is in pancakes. 
Um, there's probably some sort of fat product, i.e. butter. Yep, that's also lard. in pancakes. And there's flour, probably. Gluten-free in this case. Oh. Also in pancakes. you got to have some sort of protein in it as well to kind of bind the molecules together, right? Well, that's like the xanthan gum. Oh, okay. I don't know. There's just lots eggs. of eggs. Wheat, yeah. milk, sugar. The same thing that's in a cookie is in a pancake. Vanilla extract. Vanilla pancakes? Mm. No, not vanilla pancakes, just vanilla extract. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, you were comparing them cookies to pancakes, and as you said vanilla, I'm trying to think of in my head of vanilla-flavored pancakes, and I don't no, think that you, works. You, it, it totally does. Not like vanilla-flavored, but just you put a little teaspoon of vanilla extract. Into your pancake mix? Absolutely. Andy, into anything I bake. Anything that, that, isn't, that is mixed with sugar, flour, eggs, milk, vanilla extract. Now, do you use the imitation or do you use the real thing? Real, pure vanilla extract. Well then, Mr. Moneybags. That shit's expensive. Yes, it is, but it's worth it. It makes everything you bake taste better. It's kind of true. I actually put some... And we are not getting paid to say that. Dave's going to get a big check in the mail from the Vanilla Consortium of America or something. (laughs) What? Do they even grow vanilla in America? I don't know. They probably make imitation vanilla extract in America. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, Kate's distracting me. Anyway, yeah, I mean, don't trust anything you see. No. Anytime you're watching something, there there are product placements, and they're getting paid for it. Which is kind of funny, because... God damn it. um, (laughs) Somebody reached out after this whole, like, major companies paying YouTubers thing. Um, They reached out to the FTC and said, hey, is this okay? The FTC said? Um, These, the guides, which are what everybody says, like, you need to follow these guidelines. It's the federal something something yeah they said the guides are guide are guidance to help advertisers and endorsers comply with federal advertising law they are not legally enforceable and there are no monetary penalties or penalties of any kind associated with them yep because it's speech yeah advertising is free speech so even if these were illegal there's nothing we can do about them because they aren't really illegal no no they're not they're just guidelines it's more of a guideline (laughs) Okay. Um, speaking of legalities and other idiocies. What do you got? Candy Crush. Oh, Candy Crush. Is this a game I actually should just try once? Like, I haven't played it yet. I, I don't remember, but, um, oh, it's one of the guys on, uh, I saw a video on YouTube. It's one of the guys on Fox News who was doing a story about Candy Crush. And so he had that giant, like, screen that they're using. Yeah. And he had Candy Crush on the screen, so he was trying to explain what Candy Crush is and about the story. And then he kind of just got sucked into playing Candy Crush. On air. On air. During the middle of his report on Candy Crush, he's just, like, sitting there. And you can see him, like, start to just talk less and less, and then he's just doing more of the Candy Crush stuff. Fuck, did they figure out how to send, like, a feedback through your fingers straight to the dopamine in your brain? I don't know. It's a game I have not tried. I'm guessing it's like Bejeweled. It, 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 it's a match three. Are, are one of us going to have to just bite the bullet, Andy? I'm playing enough Facebook slash mobile games. I don't think it's me. Granted, it could be me because I'm playing enough of the Facebook slash mobile games. You have the reference points. Yes, yes, I do. Anyway, Candy Crush, rather King, the company that makes Candy Crush, that did one cool thing. I'm... I'm I hate the company, but I will say, like, there is one cool thing that they did, which was that they didn't file for an IPO. Yeah, they learned their mistake. They said, we only have one successful game so far. Let's wait and see what we can do, and then we'll file for an IPO. What they are doing, however, which is really bad, is trying to trademark the word candy. That is a little weird. Now, it's only candy pertaining to video games. Yes. So they're not going to go, you know, send a cease and desist letter to uh, Mars. Or Mars. That would be really funny because I think Hershey and Mars would be like, fuck you. (laughs) Screw you. We were here first. Sit down. Yep. But yeah, there's uh, some game called All Candy Casino Slots Jewel Craze Connect Big Blast Mania Land. Which is the worst game title ever. Got an email saying that uh, they needed to remove their app from the Apple App Store or prove that their games did not infringe upon Candy Crush trademark. Which, I'm sorry, but if you have a game called All Candy, Casino Slots, Jewel Craze, Connect, Big Blast, Mania Land... That is not Candy Crush Saga. (laughs) No. But I feel like you're kind of fishing for people to uh, pick your game when they start searching for other things. It's like those uh, search results you get that it's just a list of the most commonly used search terms just sitting on the bottom of the page 
So not only are they going after games, you know, with the name Candy in them, they're also going with uh, against games with the name Saga in them as well. But, I mean, how many games have Saga in it? Seems like a couple of them. So, yeah, if you, have the, if you use the term Candy and or Saga, it seems that you're going to be uh, receiving a letter telling you to stop that. Is this really enforceable? Like, it's a common word. Well, they have gotten, can, I think, the trademark specifically for video game-related things. Can Rovio go and trademark the, the word birds? As long as it pertains to something video game-related. Like, if I started up a video game called Happy Birds... Or Tiny Birds, which or was Tiny the Birds. game from before Angry Birds. Well, I think you cannot retroactively attack somebody. Um, Andy... Yeah. Don't you think that Candy Crush is doing that right now? No, I, I think it's like it's not part of the trademark system, whereas you cannot legally I go after people. I think you're wrong. I think I'm right on this one. I think that the, they cannot officially go after somebody with legal action if the product was out before the trademark was officially issued. Because then, then you start getting into ludicrous things of, you know, them going after M&Ms and candy corn. Or Hasbro. Or Hasbro. Yeah, something like that. That's just... Because of Candyland. That part does not work. Are you sure? I do believe so. Okay. In any case, boo king. Boo (laughs) trademark rules. This is getting out of hand. Trademarks and patents, man. These things are are just not... Which is kind of funny because we've talked about trademark and patent reform for years on this podcast. Yep. And nothing has been done about it. Nope. And nothing's going to be because the ones who have the money are the ones writing the rules. And they're going to try and write the rules so that they can keep their money. Okay. Happier topics. All right. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I love how you had to pause after you're like, okay, happier topics. Happier time. Happier time. StarCraft 2. You haven't played it yet. No, no, I have not played StarCraft 2. Guess what is now free? I thought there was some stuff with StarCraft 2 that was free. It had been free for like player to player combat. Okay. Now it is free for their entire custom maps library. So I could play StarCraft 2 version of Dota? If there were a StarCraft 2 version of Dota, yes. Is there a StarCraft 2 version of Elements? Uh, not yet. What? <laughs> None that I have found. That was not a very popular map, Andy. It was only popular in our circle of friends. Oh. It was such a good map, though. It was so good. Hence why that was my second question. Is there an elements map? None that I have found. There are some really cool other maps, though, like Nexus Wars. Okay. So... Uh, Dota-esque in the sense that you... uh, your, Your goal is to get to the other side. But instead of controlling a big hero that goes in and, like, washes away these little creeps, these little minions, and fights the other big heroes, you are a builder. And all you do is build the stuff that spawns the little minions. Well, that's a neat idea. And so you you just keep building, and your minions go off and fight. And you keep building, and your minions go off and fight. So it's like a reverse tower defense. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Instead of building the towers, you're building the minions. And you're going against the other team that is also building the minions. Dude, that's a brilliant idea. It is. It's fantastic. (laughs) You should play it with me. And now you can because you can play any custom game in StarCraft 2 without purchasing StarCraft 2. The question now becomes, though, is... Can your computer handle it? Yes. We'll find out. Ultra low settings. Can my computer run it? What was the systemrequirementslab.com? Here we go. Let's see. Search for game from list. StarCraft 2. Okay. Can you run it? Fail. No? Yeah, that's a that's a fail. Oh. So your next computer. Let's see. What is not recommended? Oh, I only have three gigabytes free on my hard drive. <laughs> Is that the only thing? That is the only thing currently right now. Okay, so free up some hard disk space. Yeah. Uninstall something. What's your biggest game on Steam right now, Andy? Probably Team Fortress 2. It's like 20 gigs. I know. Delete that thing. But we you always randomly install play- it later. You know how many times you just randomly jump into a Team Fortress 2 game? How many times, Andy, in the last month have you randomly jumped into a TF2 game? In the last what? month, zero. But I'm just saying, it's one of those the things... the last two just, months, Andy. Like two times, maybe? Maybe one? In the last three months, Andy. 
okay, I get your point that I don't play it that often. <laughs> uninstall the damn thing. And I might go just uninstall Starcraft. Left 4 Dead 2 because I'd never play it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've never played it. And I, I highly doubt that of my group of friends, any of you guys are going to play it either. I'll play it. If, if we can get like you, me, Brendan, and Bry to sit down, I'd be happy to play that. Oh, I, I'm just thinking about something from work, which I cannot say because I can't say, but it has to do with Left 4 Dead, which is hilarious. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so it yeah, so, was expanding its free to play, which is I, I'm hopeful and terrified. So now the only thing you have to pay for is the single player campaign. But that's the one thing I actually want to play. Trust me, Andy. The custom games are fun. But I like story. Then I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> Speaking of borrowing. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we switch topics, because I, I just want to play it. Like, this is part of a trend, right? What? Activision moving free to play. Yeah. Which means that eventually, maybe, hopefully... WoW will go free to play. Well, which is kind of funny because, okay, I was going to go with another topic, but I'll go with this one in, in there. Um, somebody uh, measured out the revenue for the top 10 free to play games. Oh, is that what this top 10? I thought those were just like the top 10 best free to plays. No, this is the top 10 based off of how much revenue they've made. Okay. Well, not really revenue made because that would be estimated revenue. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. League of Legends, a free-to-play game, had revenue of $624 million last year. That's a lot of money. How have I never heard of Crossfire? I, I, I don't know. I've never heard of it either. Oh, it's a graphic. Damn it. I can't highlight a graphic. Just search for it. You've got a. That's what I'm trying to do. Is it's a free to play military bar. shooter? Come on, use it. But I, or I could double click on the word and then right click on it and say search Google for this. Are your fingers broken? No, because otherwise I couldn't click on a mouse. Well, then there you go. Then you can actually type crossfire into a search bar. Or I can all, like, it, it takes so little time to just highlight and then double and then right click. You haven't done that in Chrome? No, I've done that in Chrome. Okay. Anyway, it's in the text above the, uh, the graphic, so I just did it there. It's a military. I think we spent longer discussing uh, the yes. issue of this. Shush, shush. Moving on. League of Legends made six hundred and twenty-four million dollars. Well, they didn't make, but they brought in six hundred twenty-four million dollars. Yes, that's, that's the one thing we need to. I always hate when they do this when they clarify revenues versus profits versus profit because League of Legends could have brought in six hundred twenty-four million dollars, but they could have spent six hundred twenty-five million. Yes, yeah. so then their net profit would still be negative one million dollars. I don't so think they're spending six hundred million dollars. Andy. I highly doubt League of Legends is spending $600 million. So they are probably making some sort of profit. Yeah, like probably a lot. But we don't know those numbers, and that's slightly iffy. Wow. Team Fortress 2, Counter-Strike Online. What do you purchase in Counter-Strike? I don't know. I haven't played Counter-Strike in forever. Involved in I don't even know. Wait, but, oh yeah, World of Warcraft is free to play for up to level 20. True. I wonder how they're calculating that, if that $213 million is from the free-to-play users only. Let's see, World of Warcraft, Star Wars The Old Republic are primarily subscription-based titles, but also generate revenue through the sale of microtransactions. So it's the microtransactions that they're Okay, counting. but that includes their, their subscribed users. True. That said, are you going to lose subscribed users when you go free-to-play? No, no, you're not. You are going to gain so many users. I'm going to dis like that's it's I'm going to have to take a week off of work. No, no, you're not. No, no one is forcing you with a gun to your head. Oh, I suppose that'll happen at Fallout 4. <laughs> I'm just now because of you using the gun to my head analogy a lot more recently. What do, what do I have to do with that? I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, is anybody forcing you to do anything? Is anybody... Because I remember I asked you this many, many moons ago. It's about World of Warcraft or about something else where it's like, is somebody standing there over your shoulder with a gun to your head? No. No, they're not. Are you in control of every single one of your actions? No. No, I'm not. There are there some actions that are beyond my control. I could get hit by a bus on some random Tuesday. That is not within my control. Was anyone forcing you to? Was anyone... You know, holding a gun to your head? No. No one is holding a gun to my head to force me to get hit by a bus. That'd be a pretty crappy way to go. <laughs> Either I'm going to shoot you, or you walk out in front of that bus. Mm-hmm. Not fun. No. But these games are, and many of them are free. So, speaking of free, over-the-air broadcast television. Yeah! What about it? Um, there is a company in Japan 
called NHK, which, you know, gets money from the Japanese government to basically do things Isn't television NHK related. Like the Japanese TV company. Yeah, they are. They are like, like I think they're, that's I'm not, not sure like if they're saying a government there's entity this, or this not. company in Japan. That's like saying the FTC. <laughs> I, like, I'm pretty sure it's, it's the TV company. Hold on. Let me look it up. Oh, okay. So it is Japanese National Public Broadcasting Organization. Okay. So yeah. it's Japanese version of PBS. Yeah. So Japan basically pays them to keep doing TV advancements. Like these are the guys who started doing HD TV many moons ago. These are the guys who were doing 4K television. Okay. So um, recently, I, last By the week, way, I really don't think it, it's calling them PBS is not fair. I think calling them the BBC is better. Yes. Okay. Yes. I could. I could they, see the they BBC. are the BBC of Japan. All right. They're not PBS. No. Side note, have you been watching Sherlock? No. What? I haven't gotten past, like, episode three, because I keep falling asleep when I watch it, because I keep watching it when I'm really tired. Well, whose fault is that? And then Benedict Cumberbatch's wonderfully soothing voice just carries me <laughs> off to sleep. I could see that. That's what he needs to do. Is he needs to do some sort of children's book, like one of those books that can read to you. Or just start recording books on tape. Yes. He should just go for Audible. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Could you imagine, like, because sometimes the books on tape are, like, these small casts. So you get, like, Benedict Cumberbatch and Patrick Stewart. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. <laughs> Hugh Laurie. You just get every quintessential. Oh God. Yep. Just call it the Book of Britain. Yep. So anyway, I getting back to money. NHK. Take my money, please. So NHK has successfully transmitted 8K television. So we're not, we're not even talking about the 4K that we saw at CES. This is 8K. So 16 times the resolution of high definition, right? Yep. They've done it over a um, 6 megahertz broadcast channel. So what does that mean? That means they took the bandwidth that is allowed by U.S. broadcasters for their signal and was able to put an 8K signal in there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you could have over-the-air 8K broadcast. Yes. This is what their uh, this is what their test was recently. They, they did it over a distance of 27 kilometers. 27K is, what, like 10 miles? Something around that line. Not to M, to MI. There we go. 16, 16 miles. miles. 17 miles, really, but... Yeah. So they've done it over a range of 17 miles. Now, no surprise, the uh, 8K television signal was um, image compressed because the uncompressed image is about 24 gigabits per second. Which and you can't transfer 24 gigabits per second at 6 megahertz. No, that, that, that would not work. These guys have done some serious frequency division multiplexing in multiple input, multiple output, dual polarized t- antennas. Uh? <laughs> okay, layman's terms, they took the signal... Uh-huh. Chopped it up into little tiny bits. Uh-huh. Put it over the entire 6 megahertz spectrum. So they put some at, like, we'll say 6 megahertz or, like, 12 megahertz. And then all the, their range was 12 megahertz up to 18 megahertz. Like, that's their range. Of How frequency. is that in the 6 megahertz spectrum? No, no, no. They, the, 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 each television channel gets a block of 6 megahertz to broadcast their signal. Oh, i.e. there's a television okay we'll do this visible light you know how reds on one end of the spectrum yeah and violets on the other yeah so one tail one television channel would get the red spectrum another channel would get the orange spectrum another channel would get the y or yellow spectrum okay that sort and, of we, thing. and we'd call this the color spectrum in yes. that case because each person's getting a color yes okay so you so just, just take that the six megahertz spectrum it does that's each block is six megahertz Yes, you are correct. Each channel is 6 megahertz in width. It, it has nothing to do with what frequency it's at. No, you can take whatever, you, you can broadcast any type of RF frequency on any point in the scale. The only reason that FM is in its location is because the FCC said, hey, FM is going to be in this location. Right. So, okay, so we got that. So it's a 6 megahertz block per television channel. They take that giant signal, they image compress it first and foremost. Then they chop it up into little tiny bits. That whole big, huge signal, they chop it up into little tiny bits, and they put one on this part of the frequency, one on this part of the frequency. So they spread it out nice and thin over the whole range. putting it at different frequencies means you can broadcast it simultaneously because they don't interfere with each other. Yes. So that's the first part. That's the frequency division multiplexing. Now the multiple input, multiple output, they actually do that on uh, Wi-Fi routers now. It's called MIMO, which means they use multiple antennas at the same time. On slightly different frequencies? Sometimes they do it on slightly different frequencies. Sometimes they just use the same frequency, but the antennas are all going at the same time, and they're using some sort of error correction to make sure they don't cross-talk with each other. Okay. 
So they're using a lot of antennas to take this giant signal, compress it down, chop it up, and broadcast it all at once. Well done. And the dual polarization part of it means that they're actually using antennas two different ways at the same time. That one gets a little more uh, funky. So anyway, yes, you can do an 8K television signal on what Over we're currently there. getting, what, 720 most of the time? Yep. So yeah, there you go. Okay, That's then. science, bitches. <laughs> That's kind of that's actually really impressive. Okay, I I will grant them that. If you have any other questions about television broadcasting technology, feel Ask free to Andy. send us an email. No, 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 no! Don't send us an email. Send Andy an email. <laughs> we'll send it to mail at aripodcast.net, and it will get to me. Dave yes. will probably just delete it. I will not. I don't delete my mail. You'll look at it, and then your it's eyes will file. glaze over. We'll see. <laughs> So remember how we said that uh, the guy was going to get $11 million from Madden? Vaguely. Yeah, the, the one of the original programmers. Yes. Okay. So the court ruled that he was supposed to get $11 million because of Madden basically because stole EA, his... Yeah. Right. Not Madden, but EA stole, quote-unquote, stole his work that he did for them. Which turned into Madden. Yeah. Okay. Turns out that's not the case. Oh. The uh, federal appeals court has overturned said jury award... And now he uh, gets nothing. Oops. The judge determined that he did not meet the legal threshold of proving that the Genesis version of Madden was virtual ident- virtually identical to the Apple II version he had helped design. So because they had made changes. He uh, did not get his money. Oh. Well, that's so, one lawsuit down for EA. <laughs> well, EA, well, technically, um, EA is entitled to a new trial in the matter. So they can take this to court again if they want to. Why would EA take this to court? I'm not sure. I mean, he could. T- I could see him taking it to court again, saying, like, no, seriously, they stole my work. Why would EA want to take it to court? They just won. I don't know. Right? Like, I'm understanding this correctly, aren't I? I do believe so, yes. Let me... that, that EA just basically won the case? Basically, yes. They, I do believe the plaintiff could try and appeal it up to a higher court, maybe? Right, but after the appeals court is the Supreme Court. Yeah, so basically, yeah, EA basically won this one yep so yeah that kind of sucks well sucks for him yep what else we got on the list oh the idea of borrowing bandwidth i'm curious to hear what your thoughts on this is borrowing bandwidth yes okay so let's say um we're doing this whole skype audio podcast right we're skyping together Mm -hmm. and let's say your neighbor is currently not using his internet connection. What if you your router could sense that you are currently using your connection and then borrow bandwidth from your neighbor to use it for our current connection? I, does it work like this? I mean, I have some connection to the 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 main pipe. Yes. Right? Shouldn't I have my full connection to the main pipe regardless of what they're doing? Unless you are currently paying for, you know, a certain speed at your house. But then do I have to pay him to use his bandwidth as well? I mean, I, I, I think this is not addressing the main problem. <laughs> well, okay, so I can see... The I, I think things. this is just like a bad idea. <laughs> well, not only that, but if we're going to a world where data caps are prevalent, mm-hmm. which I completely see ourselves going into that sort of world... I don't want my neighbor stealing my bandwidth and literally my basically lowering my data cap. Yep. Also, there's a security question because now oh, if yes. I'm popping through my neighbor's stuff, I don't want him to have access to what I've got. That and what happens if he does something illegal? Yep. This just seems like all around a bad idea. Well, a company in Spain is coming up with something called the BY-FI. They're welcome to come up with it. I don't see it going anywhere. No. Well, I was also thinking of that fact, like in our apartment complex, everybody in the apartment complex is run through the same ISP. So hopefully, you know, I'm using as much bandwidth as I can. And it, it's, it's probably not going to matter that much because we're all connecting to the same pipe. Right. So I, it's an interesting idea, but I don't see it. I'm, I'm not a, a huge fan of this idea at all in any way. Google cabs. Yes, Google cabs. Google self-driving cabs. Well, yes, that's the basic idea of this. The uh, They have gotten a patent, basically ad-powered taxi service, where there would be an ad um, on your cell phone saying like, hey, it's lunchtime. Restaurant A has the best food in town. We were having a lunch special today, 50% off any appetizer with your lunch order. 
you could be there by a free taxi in only 10 minutes. What if I really like restaurant B that happens to be next door to restaurant A? Oh, that would be hilarious where you'd take your, the company A would pay for Google to have their driverless car pick you up and take you to their restaurant and said, you just get out and walk next door. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? I, I thought I wanted your food, but looking at your menu, just not really that appetizing. I think I'm going to try somewhere else. Thank you very much. All right, here we go. The system would track how often you use the discounted transportation to make a purchase. And if you bum too many free rides without buying something, advertisers may not offer you a ride next time. That's fine. I still got some free rides. You, yeah, you still got a free ride out of it. So, uh, And it's got to happen more than once. Yep. It's an interesting idea from Google. It is highly exploitable. Also, because I can just create a new user. Well, can you? Well, yeah, you can, really. I mean, I've got technically four Google users on my phone right now. Right. That's a little scary. I've got four freaking Google users on my phone. Why do you have four Google? Never mind. I don't want to know. I have my normal Gmail account, right? Yeah. I have my secondary Gmail account, which is the one I give out if I don't want to give out my primary email address. Yeah. I have my Gmail account that's connected to wider, and then I've got my other Gmail account that's connected to the other radio stations. Okay. So yes, I have four Gmail accounts, technically four Google accounts on my phone. Yep. So anyway, like I could just switch between them and be like, oh, I'm not this guy, I'm this guy. Super, super exploitable. It's kind of funny because this is basically already done in Las Vegas, where the casinos, if you're a big spender, will pick you up from the airport already and take you as a free limo ride to their casino. Because they want you to spend money at their casino. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, what else we got? Let's see. Do, 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 do. HP is uh, abandoning Windows 8. Yeah, they are giving you a $150 discount if you pick Windows 7, because they're offering Windows 7 again. Oh my god, for 150 bucks off? Yes. Why would you not do that? I don't know. Windows, I've, I've heard rumors, they are not confirmed, but I've heard rumors that people in Redmond are calling Windows 8 the new Vista. ho <laughs> Well, I've also heard that they're already starting to work on Windows 9. I'd believe it. Yeah. Because Windows 8 is garbage. Which, now, let me say, I have tried out Windows 8 on a touchscreen tablet, and there it makes sense. Because that's, that's what it was designed for, was a tablet. Yes. But don't put a tablet on my desktop. That's no, not my, why I have a desktop. No, no, it's not. We've talked about this. Even though I've now got uh, my test bed desktop computer at the radio station. Yeah. The one I use to try out things has got a touchscreen, widescreen desktop monitor. Nice. That's not actually that bad. Yeah. I, price, I, I found a website, by the way. Maybe I should hold off on talking about this so I've got something to review for next week. But PCPartPicker.com. Ah, yes. Holy crap. Makes this the whole process so much easier. Yes, because it does basically what we all did before, but it automates it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, hold off on that one because I like that as well. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. All right. But yeah, no, absolutely, I I would pick Windows 7 over Windows 8. Okay, I also would do that as well. Especially if I got to save $150 doing so. <laughs> yes. That $150 could be used to upgrade your RAM. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting an operating system that most likely one of us would just downgrade to Windows 7. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Why? Okay. Um, more Google News. All right. So certain successful ads, this is kind of bringing us back full circle, right? Yes. Back to uh, companies paying money to do things okay. that are slightly nefarious. So certain Chrome add-ons got to be really popular, like right. really, really popular. And so some companies would then purchase those really popular add-ons. So tons of people already have this add-on, and then I'm a big monster company, and I purchased the guy who developed it, and I purchased the rights to it. Then I modify the code just a little bit so that it starts showing you advertisements and directs those advertisement revenues back to me because I know I have an install base in the millions. This This happened several times. Google has actually stepped in and said, no, bad company, and removed the extension. <laughs> saying, like, it's showing ads, it's not doing what it's supposed to do, bad company. Ooh, he sold it to a party for a too-good-to-be-true four-figure sum. Whoa. Whoa. 
You made a couple thousand bucks, dude. And now your app is in the can because of who you sold it to. It, that happens all the time. It's just like people selling name brands, like the fact that Westinghouse sold their name brand to Target. Target bought it because everybody knew Westinghouse was a good brand. And then they kind of just took it and ran with it, took it and ran with it and didn't keep up the uh, the good part. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's hard to figure out where your products are coming from because a name is just a name. Like we went to uh, Myers the other week. There are Betty Crocker potatoes out there. But it's a potato. I know, it's a potato, and it just has the Betty Crocker name on it. My guess is somebody sold the Betty Crocker name to somebody who wanted to sell potatoes. Well, my guess is that GM actually just bought potatoes. Probably. GM. GM? General Mills, yeah, GM. Is that Betty Crocker's General Mills? Yes. Hmm. Yep, General Mills, yep. That's where my aunt works. Hmm. Is her name Betty? It's not Betty. Andy, I'm how long has Betty Crocker been around? Oh, a long time. Betty Crocker. There you probably, go. Yeah. But yeah. still, that'd be kind of funny. My name is Betty, and I work for Betty Crocker, and they would just do a double take? No, no one would do a double take. I would do a double take. You can do a double take. One last piece of Google News. Yep. Boston Dynamics. Yes, the guys who Google bought recently. The robotics company, right? Yes. Who, like, all of the, the top people in the DARPA challenge used their their material, their Well, they were given so, Boston Dynamic robots because they were top tier. Right. Well, Google buying Boston Dynamics means that potentially Google is a defense department contractor. Yes. Which does not fly with the Google, we aren't evil. Yeah. Google may be pulling out of DARPA. Which I could, okay, so the, the team Shaft, which Google also bought around yep. the same time, I could see them pulling that team out of the DARPA challenge. But if you are the supplier of basically the rest of the challenge... Google may be pulling completely out of the DARPA challenge. Well, then you're just going to screw the DARPA challenge is what you're going to do. Well, the DARPA of robotics challenge, yes. There are other ones. I know there are other DARPA challenges out there, but this one was like specifically built with yeah. Boston Dynamics in mind. That was yeah. I I swear they said originally that they were gonna honor all current contracts, but they weren't gonna go for any new ones. Well, they may have changed their mind. Oh good. I mean they might still honor their contracts, but I, I don't think they have a contract with DARPA to be like, Yeah, we're gonna supply shit for your challenge. I'm not pleased with this. If they're going to pull you, out, yeah, if they're going to pull out the Boston Dynamics out of this thing, that's just stupid. Like they just shouldn't have bought Boston Dynamics in the first No, place. no, they shouldn't have. Unless, I mean, maybe Google is trying to keep us away from Skynet. <laughs> Besides the fact that Google is becoming Skynet. Yep. I don't know. That's just that was cuz they probably didn't even hear about Boston Dynamics until they were given the DARPA contract. So, I don't know. Could be, could be. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. Should we go to the random review? Your turn. My turn. I am reviewing Batman Arkham Origins, which is the third game in the Batman Arkham series, but it's a prequel. Yay, prequels. Well, because based on what happened at the end of Arkham City, yeah, they couldn't really go forward anymore. No. Is that canon, by the way, in the Batman universe? Probably not. Okay. In the Batman Arkham universe, it's probably canon. Just, but Just in that subsection of the Batman universe? Yeah. So, it's a sequel, but it's supposed to play like a prequel. Because it happens before everything else. Yeah, except it kind of plays like a sequel. Why does it play like a sequel? Because there's a... It Batman's known for his gadgets, right? Yeah. So there are suddenly, like, more... Oh, did, did we hit the, the Star Wars thing? Yeah, where the, the gadgets of the prequel the are actually more advanced than the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, so that part kind of throws that out the window. Oops. There's new, like, combat stuff going on there. There are new combat enemies that you, you don't find in the later games. The, the thing is, like, Batman isn't... I wouldn't say Batman's known for his gadgetry. He's supposed to be known for his planning. Well, he's known for many things, because he's the goddamn Batman. He's Batman. I'm Batman. No, you're not Batman. I'm sorry, but you're not. Kate. Kate could be Batman. <laughs> Your wife is not Batman. No, I know. She's also a woman, so the, the preference of Batman. Not, there are so many other... Never mind. <laughs> just go on. Sorry, you just ran into one of the inside running jokes in our family, so... That, that's fine. Just go on. All right. So, it's a prequel that plays like a sequel. How's it's, the voice acting? The voice acting is close. It's pretty close. it's not like, Mark Hamill. No, it's not Mark Hamill. It's not Kevin... Shoot, I can't remember his last name. Starts with a C? I do believe so. It's the voice of Batman. He's also not in this one as well. But they are... Conroy. Yes. Kevin Conroy. 
Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are not in this game, but their voice actors who covered them are pretty close. Because, you know, this is supposed to be in the first part. So they're not supposed to have, like, the, the gravel and the gravitas of years down the line. Okay. So they do seem to be almost younger, if that makes sense. Sure. But it's if you played the previous Batman Arkham games, it's literally more of the same. So you still have... Hunting down basically riddle, Riddler, quote-unquote, trophies, but this time they're called data packs, so you still have that. You still have those giant mobs of people that you can destroy, which is always fun. You've got, unfortunately, you have the Joker in this game, which I was curious to try more of, like, some of the earlier Batman things, because this is supposed to be a, quote-unquote, year two adventure. Okay. So I was expecting more of the Black Mask and more of those early Batman villains, but nope. no, it's the Joker. Of course, because everyone loves the Joker. Yeah, which was one of those things that I wish was more of a surprise, but because of their stupid marketing campaign, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> everyone knew it was going to happen. You aren't going to have a Batman game without the Joker. The I know. Joker is as central to Batman as Batman. They did bring Bane into this one. Which Bane? Well, it's for, my guess is they brought Bane into this one because of Bane from the movies. Right, but which Bane did they bring in? The cartoon Bane or the movie Bane or the comic they, Bane? They kind of did a uh, amalgamation of the two of them together. Okay. So he didn't look as cartoony as the cartoon Bane, but he still had the Mexican wrestler mask on sort of thing. Okay. So it was a nice middle ground between Bane because I honestly like feel like Bane, especially having read the, 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 uh, the fall comic book trilogy series that they had on there when you know he broke batman yeah i honestly feel like the, the, the batman bane sort of fight is a lot more interesting than the batman joker fight if that yeah. makes any sense it, it does by the way have you heard of assault on arkham oh the uh, mobile game um i have no idea if it's a mobile game i do believe it's a mobile game I that's know it has kevin conroy and troy baker oh it's an animated film is that what you're talking about i guess i don't know i saw it on imdb I looked up Kevin Conroy. Oh, the Batman animated series movies are actually pretty good. I've watched yes. The Mask of Phantasm, and then I've got, uh, oh, what's the Sub-Zero one? Is it literally just called, like, Sub-Zero? Sub-Zero. Yeah. It's Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. What's the name? Oh, Batman Arkham City Lockdown is the mobile game, I do believe. Okay. And, uh, Arkham Origins Blackgate. That's a PlayStation Vita game, so. Yay, Vita? Mm-hmm. Maybe. So yeah, it's it's a Batman so it's, video it's game, a which prequel is, that feels like a sequel. Yes. but it's a it's just it's another one of the Batman video games. Yeah, it's a prequel that feels like a sequel, but it's still just the same old, same old. Okay, so if you like the others, yes, you will like this one. And just don't expect you know this to to review, Andy. What were you given a free copy of this to review? No, I bought this one with my hard-earned money. Andy bought this one himself. I waited until Black Friday though, because it had come out in October. Ah, okay then. So I just finally got around to getting far enough into the game to say that, yes, this is, there's nothing revolutionary about it, but sometimes you don't need something revolutionary. You just sometimes want- you just want to beat a guy down. <laughs> and being Batman is a great way to do that. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. All right. So this is a long one. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get a sip of beverage. Have you ever walked through the aisles of a warehouse store like Costco or Sam's Club and wondered who would buy a jar of mustard a foot and a half tall? Have a discussion somehow inspired by super huge mustard. A foot and a half tall jar of mustard? You really they want us to talk about that? I guess they want us to talk about a foot and a half tall jar of mustard. <laughs> Have a discussion Sounds somehow. Sounds like a good band name. <laughs> foot and a half tall jar of mustard. Hi, uh, thank you for, for having us here. Uh, we are the foot and a half tall jar of mustard, and here is our song. Man, I right? don't know. I mean, can you can you see that? Like some high school grunge battle of the bands? No, I can see that. I don't even know if anybody even sells a foot and a half is pretty tall. I mean, go to Costco. There are indeed things of mustard that are like a foot and a half tall. Well, I, I could see that, you know, buying that for a concession stand because, you know, you yeah. got to have mustard on a hot it dog. Is. It's concession stands. It's cafeterias. It's restaurants. Food service. It's This is not designed for a family. Not everything at Costco is designed for family consumption. It's like Gordon Foods. Right. It's a restaurant supply. Which, if those who uh, are not from the Michigan area, Gordon Foods is restaurant, restaurant supply store. Supply. Yeah. So, have I ever walked through the halls of a warehouse looking at things like that and wondering who'd buy those? Yes. And then I realized who would buy them. You know, if we were like the Duggars, maybe I would buy something like that. The what? The Duggars. The Duggars. It's a family on TLC. They've got like, was it 21 kids now? 19 kids, 20 kids, something like that. This sounds like a reality show. 
It was in a reality. Yeah, they were a reality show. That would be why I don't know it. True, but yeah, there was a family that's huge. Famous for being famous. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, also famous for having like 21 kids, but that, okay. It was like, hey, this family has 21 kids. Let's give them a TV show. And then they were famous for having the TV show. Right. Yeah, these are not designed for for family consumption. They are designed for the restaurant business and the food industry. Now, I would, though, like to point out that I would probably buy one of those giant things of meat and just freeze a bunch of it. If you had a freezer that could contain it? Yes. Yep. That's, I think, one of our first purchases when we get a house is to buy a chest freezer of some size. I've thought about it because you bought the house, but it just doesn't feel worth it. You don't eat enough meat? I eat a lot of meat. Like, we've had ground beef the last four nights in one form or another. You just don't feel like it's... You're no. not You're not in the bulk buying mood. I'm, I'm not going to buy a half a cow and leave it in my garage. <laughs> now I'm just... <laughs> sorry, I just had the mental picture of you actually having a whole cow, a living cow in your garage. <laughs> in my garage. Um, I Welcome to Wisconsin. Would... Cows are everywhere. Instead of a car, you just have a cow in your garage. Do you know how much that garage would smell? Oh, God, it'd be horrible. Oh. Oh, that, that, no. No. Also, my poor cow would be, like, dead. Right now, yes, because it's in temperature in the single double digits. The single double digits. Fantastic, Andy. Single slash double digits. How about that? Okay. It's 13 degrees outside. I just didn't want to vocalize the slash mark. It is a nice and roasty toasty 70.7 degrees in this room because we have two computers running. I don't know what ours is because our thermostat doesn't have any sort of actual numbers on it. Well, it has it has numbers on it, but it's only like two inches wide. So there's just 60 and then there's a dot and then there's 70, 70. and then there's a dot and then there's 80 and you're just like... It's somewhere in there. It's somewhere in that range. Yep. And then turns out if you accidentally bump it, you can get you can kick the uh, thermostat on for a bit. Okay. I do that sometimes. So it's just, you want it on, but you don't want to adjust the thermostat, so you kind so of just, just bump it a little it. bit. Yeah. And then it's it'll like, oh, kick on. Wait, wait, turn on. Okay. I buy my coffee at Sam's Club because it takes well, it takes me a while to get through you know five pounds of coffee. That's a lot of coffee. I know, but it's good coffee, and that's the cheapest size that I can find it at. Five pounds? Yes. It's a lot of coffee. It's this coffee that I think is actually, well, it's not made in Michigan because, you know, there's no coffee plants. Plant, yeah, the coffee doesn't grow in Michigan. No, but it is uh, roasted and such here in Michigan. Okay. So they ship the beans and yep. then roast them. Do all the rest of it here. We buy burners and Coca-Cola at Costco. Oh, and one of those, like, giant, like, 48 packs? Uh, Yes. And Spreckers. Yeah. Yeah, the, the best-selling, best-sellers of their coffee, the t- top uh, Traverse City Cherry and Mackinac Island Fudge Coffee. Oh, that's cute. So, yeah, foot-and-a-half-tall jars of mustard. Buying in bulk sometimes is good. Sometimes it's not. Like our giant thing of toilet paper keeps on falling out of the closet. Where would you store a foot-and-a-half-tall jar of mustard? In your pantry. I wouldn't want to waste the space in my pantry. Yeah, it's... That's also the fact like that I... Like, I put it in the basement and just pull it out when I need to refill a smaller bottle. I do that with our hand soap. Like, we've got a giant so, thing of so, hand soap under So the do sink. that with a foot and a half tall jar of mustard. But I've, I have, like, three different kinds of mustard in the refrigerator then right you now. you need three what, foot and a half tall jars of mustard. That is a whole freaking lot of... I could probably drown in that amount of mustard. Let's see, that's... that's uh, I'm going to guess you have a jar of yellow mustard. Yes. You have a jar of spicy brown mustard? Yes. And Dijon? Yes. Awesome. No honey mustard? Sometimes. Well, I'm not a fan of the honey mustard. Oh. It's too as, you, as you can tell, I have Dijon and spicy brown. Yeah. So I go for the more pungent mustard flavors. Honey mustard has its place. In what? Dipping chicken wings? Well, that too. If That's I'm dipping your... chicken wings, I'm going to dip them in barbecue. barbecue. Well, but mix the barbecue with the honey mustard. Why? That's just diluting the barbecue. <laughs> it's a new barbecue. You are not diluting barbecue. Well, I'm diluting the barbecue flavor and adding this crazy honey mustard flavor. It's We've got honey here. We've got mustard. I can make honey mustard. It's enhancing the flavor. Nope. No, it's not. You know what would be an interesting dinner is to have just like four or five different chicken breasts glazed with different mustards. I've never actually put mustard on our chicken breasts. What? What? Yeah, I've never done it. Oh, Andy. We just use the uh, Montreal chicken seasoning. Oh, Andy. No. M- mustard on, on chicken. Give it like a glaze. Hold on. I'm getting kick, kick, mustard on chicken. No, no. Denied. Denied? Denied. Oh. I reached out to the peanut gallery and I got the thumbs down. That's too bad. Okay. 
I, I have to go eat something. <laughs> yeah, I'm really hungry. Jim making me hungry. See what, what I did with Jamaican chicken? Jamaican chicken. What, what jerk mustards do chicken. I have in the chicken? Okay. That's it. All right, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.